As you're hunkered down in your homes, the Bruin Basketball Nostalgia Tour continues with a one-on-one interview with UCLA basketball icon Cedric Bozeman. He was so instrumental to the Bruins' run in 2006 all the way to the national championship game. So we've got him on the program. We've got you as a listener, and we're going to have a whole lot of fun. This is Locked on Bruins. I'm Brian Fenley. You can find me on Twitter, Talk Bruins, whatever you want. My handle is Brian Fenley, Brian with a Y, F-E-N-L-E-Y. You can also find Cedric Bozeman on Twitter. His handle, at C-Bows, at C-Bows, that is C-B-O-Z-E. We're going to run back his career at UCLA, his time in the NBA, also overseas, what it was like for him to guard Adam Morrison in that famed, miraculous, improbable comeback win in the Sweet 16 his senior year. Also, what it was like guarding LeBron James in the NBA. And then we'll transition as well to his new career, the one he calls the most fulfilling, and that is being a father. And Cedric, I hear Team Bozeman adding a, a new player to its roster. <laughs> Yes, we did. We just uh, added a baby girl to our roster, uh, Ayalita Bozeman, uh, born on March 9th, 2020. What have been the parallels of being a basketball player to being a parent and being a father? I know that's your second child. What are the parallels? Um, I want to say it's a lot of uh, dedication and uh, hard work has to be put into being a parent, that's for sure. Um I give all the credit to all the parents out there that take care of their kids on a day-to-day basis. It's uh, not an easy job, but it's uh, fulfilling at the same time. Going back to your time at UCLA, Ben Hallen said you epitomized UCLA and what it is all about. Why do you think he said that? Um, I think I think he said that because, uh, you know, I think I put put the – put the team first and that's what it was all about uh, trying to reach a common goal um, we all had a common goal trying to bring a championship back to UCLA and bring back the dominance that it, it once was and uh, you know it's not about that name on the back of your jersey it was about the front of the jersey and uh, that's what UCLA is about. Cedric what can people learn about you with your persistence and your perseverance when you were in college dealing with injuries whether it was a shoulder injury, a knee injury, you kept playing. You kept sticking to the course. What can we learn from you by your dedication in that realm? Um, I mean, just to stay the course. I mean, you know, you hate to see injuries happen. Um, You know, sometimes your course can change direction, but uh, that's the path you're supposed to go down, and then you have to attack it. You have to attack it with, uh, with all your might and, and everything, everything behind it. You have to put all your power behind it, and uh, just uh, think positive and and hope for the best. And you know that's all you can do. Reliving that senior season you had, coming off the ACL injury, and coach says, "Hey, how about you play a different position?" What was that conversation like? And and certainly you were able to take that so well because of how well you played as far as being such a focal part of that team your senior year. Right. Um, I mean, when Coach came to me with that uh, with that proposition, I mean, I was all for it. Um, the main thing for me was to get back on the court and try to help help the young guys as, as much as I could and um, be a part of the team. 
And I think uh, me playing my role, I was sort of like the glue guy, the guy that could do a little bit of everything, but also showing that leadership. I think it really helped us in the long run and uh, helped us make a long run. That long run was made possible in large part because of how well you played defense on Adam Morrison in that Sweet 16 game. What was it like going up against him? And I've heard we had Ryan Hollins on the other day, and he was mentioning that that Morrison can be kind of a trash talker, uses that to kind of power himself up. What was it like going up against a guy like that? You know, it was actually, you know, it was actually really, really tough to guard him because every play ran through him. I mean, um, he was he was a tall, tall guy, lanky guy that could get his shot off any time. And uh, you know, you just have to try to try to affect his shot as much as possible. Stay close to him and uh, try to use your length. And uh, I'm not really a talker on the court anyway, so I think that uh, might have backfired on him if he wanted to talk. I wasn't going to talk back. I'm just out there to do my job. And you certainly did at the end of that game when you were really helpful in that steal that ended up giving it to Jordan Farmar, who found Luke Richard and Bamute. How do you comprehend what happened in that game as a whole between you and Gonzaga and that comeback, and then what took place in the last couple minutes? Because it is, as a Bruin fan and somebody that's watched that over and over again, it's just... It's it's sensational to see what you guys did. Man, it's crazy because, I mean, even in my professional career overseas for 13 years, I mean, there's people that come up to me now, even today, and talk about that game. And, I mean, to be down, I mean, because I could pretty much control the game most of the time, and to be down and be able to come back, um, that team showed a lot of poise and showed the togetherness that we had and never never giving up. Um, we played well and got back into the game. It was something something I'll never forget. Cedric Bozeman joining us here on Locked on Bruins, and you ne- never gave up on coming out of college and your want to play in the NBA. You were undrafted but got your opportunity there. What was it like to, to play in the league and get your shot there with Atlanta? It was a cool experience. Um um, I had a chance to play with my AAU high school buddy Josh Childress. Um, once I once I left college, I think I was able to show a little more what I could do as a player. I think I got I got a lot more healthier, um, which helped me out a lot. And um, I was just thankful for the opportunity to be able to play in the NBA. It's not easy to get to the NBA, so um, just to play in the NBA was amazing. We're just getting started with Cedric Bozeman coming up. What it was like for him to match up defensively against LeBron James. And I read that when you were with the Hawks, you got to practice at Poly Pavilion one day when when the the Lakers were obviously hosting at Staples Center. Am I am I not mistaken? Yes, we did. We actually had a practice at UCLA, and um, it brought back a lot of great memories. Um, I was able to talk to my teammates about this and that time and the way we practiced and everything so it was great to come back and when you were in the nba is it true you got to guard lebron james i guarded lebron james uh, he was one of many players that i had to guard when i was in the nba um, lebron james carmelo anthony Allen iverson ray allen gilbert arenas so 
Um, I think I guarded a host of players. What was it like for, for those of us who are never going to get that opportunity and are, are fascinated in the fact that you got to guard LeBron James? What was that matchup like, and, and, and how will you remember going up against him, a legend? Oh, man. And you have to think about it. At this time, this was probably LeBron's, maybe LeBron's third year in the NBA, maybe third or fourth year in the league. So this was the young, young LeBron. So you want to say fast and powerful, athletic. I mean, he had it all. I mean, he was beyond his years at that age. So, I mean, to see what he's doing now at the age of 35 is amazing. You went on to play overseas, Poland, Belgium, China, Japan, Malaysia, if I'm not mistaken, and, and perhaps other places as well within those countries. What would you take from those experiences that, that shaped you, that you, you you saw things that the game did for you, bringing you to those places that few people would have that kind of experience to understand what it was like to be in those situations. Man, just to be away, be away from home. I mean, you know, also, you know, the money's good, but being away from home is also tough. So it makes you become a man faster. Uh, being away, you have to grow up. You're on your own pretty much all the time um, if you don't have a family, which I didn't at the time. So um, just having to grow up fast and um at the same time basketball is so big um people love basketball everywhere around the world and basketball is only getting bigger what was it like to play in malaysia <laughs> malaysia was actually pretty cool they was a, that was a spot where i played there maybe for about four months um it was hot but the culture was culture was cool um, the buildings, the architecture was amazing. Um, that was a great experience. Are there any eye-opening experiences that you had that we we had Alfred Aboya on the other day, and he was talking about playing in Libya and how, how sometimes the the fans almost got uh, too much into it and, and created some, some chaos. I mean, you're playing in other places in, in the world, and it's certainly different than in a college basketball atmosphere in the United States, but were there, there stories that, that you're comfortable sharing that really opened your eyes to the world that you saw when you were in these countries that you were playing in? Yes, for sure. Um, it was one year, my first year overseas, I played in Belgium, and um, we actually played a team that is no longer in the Belgian league, but it was a road game. And it was for a cup, cup championship game. And we actually went went to that to their stadium, beat them, but their crowd did not enjoy that beating. So they they went on to throw coins. Um, I remember there was a fight. <laughs> one of my teammates got into a fight with one of the fans, and then the mascot jumped in, and <laughs> they were rushing us to the back. It was it was crazy. It was eye opening. Something uh, I'll never forget. <laughs> Are you still wanting to play? I know you're a family man now. You've got kids and and all that. Where are you with basketball? Man, that's funny because I was just talking to my wife about this. I <laughs> played my last game of basketball professionally on May seventh, two thousand eighteen. 
and I had my first my first kid um, February fourteenth uh, of two thousand eighteen, and. During that season, my whole thing was to maybe play one more season after that. But uh, once I got home, my son was three months. Um, I held him for the first time in a long time, and I knew it was time. It was time for me to end it. How do you want to stay connected to the game, even though, like you said, you've had a great career all across the world how would you like to, to keep the game close to you? Because if it's it's done wonders for you and it's it's taking you on a journey across the world. That's good that you asked that. Um, like right now, um, even since I'm done playing, I've been uh, helping guys actually get get overseas to Japan. Oh, wow. um, it's been a market that uh, people really haven't looked at. And the league's actually gotten a lot bigger in the last few years. So I've helped a few guys get over so I've, Kind of played the middle guy between uh, and coaches and, and uh, players. So I've been doing that the last uh, year and a half. What is it about playing overseas that I don't want to say that people don't realize, but like you said, it seems like there's so much opportunity out there. And Am I not mistaken to say that sometimes it gets a bad rap, but the money's good, you get to travel the world, you're playing high-level basketball, and there seems to be, Cedric, a whole lot of positives when you do those things and you go over overseas and abroad and play. Yes. Um, you know, the positives are, are all there. I think the main, the main hurdle is uh, for guys to understand that, you know, once you go overseas, you're away from home. And, um, you know, people do get homesick. I understand that. But uh, if you embrace the culture, embrace the situation, um, it definitely eases that and it gets better. And in due time, um, it becomes normal. And um, it's something you'll enjoy um, and be able to look back in the rest of your life. You look back at your career professionally and at UCLA. How do you want to be remembered at UCLA? My main thing, I never looked for the uh, for the glory. I never wanted the the limelight. Uh, my main thing was just to be a positive figure. Um, looked at as a selfless guy, selfless act. Uh, I'm a quiet guy as it is, so um, I just want people to look at me as a positive person and a, and a selfless act. Why basketball? Where did that that hunger to play the game come from? Growing up in Los Angeles. Um, seeing Magic Johnson play for the first time, um, watching the Lakers in the 80s. Um, my aunt used to videotape VHS to Laker games. Um, I remember watching the 1988 NBA Finals Game 7, James Worthy triple-double. Um, those type of games threw me right into the, to the fire of basketball. I loved it. Well, we love watching you play and excited to have – you as part of Bruin lore and, and happy for you that you you've settled down with your family and you've added to team Bozeman number two child number two now you've got one of each right you're 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 now a girl dad yes I'm now a girl dad and uh she's uh melting my heart <laughs> every day so awesome to hear Cedric thanks again for your time I know you've got a whole lot going on being a father and totally busy with that, but we really do appreciate it, and and hopefully we, we see you soon.
All right. Thank you for having me. Great stuff there from Cedric Bozeman. Really appreciate his time as he is a busy dad chasing around a pair of kids, now a girl dad, and certainly one proud father. Programming note for what's coming up throughout the rest of this week. Tomorrow, Wednesday, we've got Bruin football long snapper Johnny Den Blanker joining us. Thursday, current Indiana Pacer, former UCLA Bruin, in TJ Leaf will come on the program. And then Friday, we've got a new guest, Keyshawn Lucier South. Just wrapped up his Bruin football career, and now he is aiming for the NFL draft. We will have a great visit with him on Friday. So a ton of content headed your way to help you get through these times and take your mind off the outside world. Be sure to subscribe to this show for great content, one-on-one interviews, to also follow me on Twitter, at Brian Fenley, Brian with a Y, F-E-N-L-E-Y. Don't be shy in terms of reaching out. And we will talk to you later on because, like you have heard, we've got a ton of great stuff headed your way. This is Locked on Bruins. I'm Brian Fenley.